This week, we talk about sex, evolution, and body types. Also, I'll talk about my colonoscopy and hear about Dewey running the half marathon. Let's get into it. Yeah, because you know it comes after you turn 50. You didn't plan that order very well. (laughs) We're going to talk about sex and my colonoscopy. (laughs) It's the hard truth of turning 50, buddy. comma in there? (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, my punctuation made me do a little work here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just figured, because before I had it done, I had only horrible nightmares about what it was possibly like. So I figured I can kind of describe it a little and tell the the peeps out there that are approaching 50 Mm -hmm. what to expect. So we'll get into that. Um. One thing I wanted to talk about real quick, like, was, uh, you know, we're talking about Pop-Tarts and and school lunches and crap, right? Well, I was feeding my son breakfast the other day, and this is pretty much what we feed him. Sure. So here's Sully, 12 years old, 7th grade, eating eggs and bacon. Right. We don't have cereal in our house. Uh, It's either this or sausage or just eggs or some variation of that. Um but, you know, it's when you think about all the the mazillions of kids out there that are wolfing down the booberry and charcoalberry crunch or whatever the hell it is. So not <laughs> that you do or I don't know, maybe you have, but have you noticed a difference mm. in behavior? Not focus? really, because I think you'd have to like go from full on cereal and crap like all the time to pretty much no carbs and then really like it, it was gradual for us so okay. we kind of just phase this stuff out so i don't really have any hard you know data as far as like a marked improvement in in behavior or mental awareness you know anxiety drop or anything like that that's funny to say that so this week i kind of i'm done running now so as you alluded to in the intro, the, we did the half marathon. Yep. And we're all done now. So immediately Monday, I started fasting again. And I started, um, to, if I'm not training mm-hmm. CrossFit, I dressed like today is my off day because of the podcast. Yep. I haven't had a gram of carb today. So since not you're a, not, not a single gram. training for the performance aspect, then you're getting back to the really low carb. Well, not since you weren't running anyways, you weren't going to be running in an event. Exactly. So right. I'm still doing CrossFit, which yeah. requires a shit ton of glucose. So, um, just different, mm-hmm. but this week I'm really, really mellow. So I'm not going straight from marathon to, to immediately like marathon CrossFit the next day. Right. This week's pretty chill. So knowing that I'm not going to load up on fuel. Right. So I'm relatively low carb and I'm fasting again for this week. So <laughs> funny story is I started fasting right away Monday and I felt really good. Yeah. And then I ate the right. is it amazing? And, how- and, 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 and there was no carbs. I just oh, ate. Right. And then again today. Yeah. Fasting itself is so medicinal. Oh, so exactly. Ther- so therapeutic. And then so medicinal. And then today, being we record on Wednesdays, today's Wednesday. Yep. I 
fasted until like almost two. Right. So I just ate a little bit ago, mm-hmm. and I had well, I posted it on Facebook. I just had that rotis- cold rotisserie chicken, like shredded chicken, and and then and beef, beef sticks. sticks. Yep. And I'm like, Can't okay, okay. no, and I'm like, just running at work, busy, 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 and I'm like, oh, I gotta eat this stuff. So I started. I ate all the chicken, and I had like one beef stick, and I was like, I fucking hate eating. <laughs> I just felt like crap. I just wanted to take a nap, and it was solid protein and fat. Yeah, and it didn't matter what it's I ate. It's like you're eating bread or something, you know? Right. And I just like, and immediately that my body got the nutrients it, it was craving mm-hmm. or not desired because I'm not going to go into starvation mode in, in right. eighteen to nineteen hours. But it wanted. It wanted. But then when I got it, it went, oh, now we're still, we're just fat, dumb, and happy. It's <laughs> yeah. like there was no drive. There yeah, was no right. you don't sense need to of urgency. Out. You don't need to go pursue anything anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah. I just put my head back on my chair. My Basically office. saying, your body was saying, don't burn energy now because you got You got, got some, plenty. You got some. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You don't need to go out and seek out new fuel. Right. Yeah. It's, it, that's it's funny because like, it's I so, hate eating. it's low. As good as low carb feels, nothing trumps the feeling of being fasted. No, as well, far as let's therapeutic. Let's let's face it, especially keto, but just low carb in general. It, we've pounded this point home since we've started this stupid podcast. <laughs> is low carb is just a, as Dr. PDRT alludes to? It's just a fasting mimicking diet. Right. It's just tricking the body into thinking you're fasting. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I just wanted to show that picture, you know, um, to hopefully, you know, make other parents out there realize that you don't have to just give them the breakfast sandwich or the, the cereal every morning. You can, eggs are freaking cheap. Oh, super it's Plentiful, cheap. super easy to make. Yep. I mean, it's really, it's nothing. And once you get into the routine, and this has been a couple of years now, um, well, they, they imagine how much money we've saved too, by, as opposed to buying boxed. Cereal. Oh, it's so expensive compared no. to buying just eggs. When I was really trying to load up on <laughs> carbs, I uh, I ate on Sundays. Remember mm-hmm. the five thousand calories? I had to buy some cereal. Holy shit, has it gotten expensive? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't bought it for well, years. And then they do that old trick where the box is the same size, but the it's inner like the bag chips. starts yeah. getting littler. Yep, it's like chips. I saw actually there was a I don't know some expose on coffee because. The can is always the same size because coffee cans are a standard size, right? But they started just putting a little bit less in. Goldilocks. Somebody's been sitting in my chair. <laughs> I know because I like this thing to put my feet on the front. <laughs> but they just put a little bit less grounds in. Oh, sure. The, the can yeah, is the same like size. Empty. Yeah. So they would just change the from one pound to 0.98 pounds. And the only reason 9. I know that is because I know... It's that the, when I go get the new one, that I can buy the new one at the old ones like this because I can just add it and throw the old one away. Exactly. Exactly. So I just know that that's exactly right. Right. So it's crazy how they, you know, how the prices just creep up, but they the illusion of you're buying the same amount is still there. So yeah, breakfast cereal is just crazy expensive. I had a mom ask me one time, <clears throat> you know, nutrition coaching wise. Yep. What do I do for my son? I don't know what to do. He's just. He, he won't eat anything but Pop-Tarts and blah, blah, blah. And I said, don't buy it. Yeah, don't have them in the house. Don't buy it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I, I've told this story before, but she said, well, then I'm like, well, just don't buy them. And I just kept 
going back to that. Don't yeah. buy him, don't buy him, don't buy him. And then finally, finally, we got to the root. Well, I like it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Right. And it, well, that's that's very true because if I liked sugar smacks or whatever and had them in the house and was eating them. You wouldn't keep them from him. No, my kids would have them too. Right. So, yeah, you just got to not have them in the freaking house. Yep. Well, and it helps me too because I'd be tempted by that stuff if it was in right. the house. Except for that example. Ugh. Sugar smacks, no yeah, good. Disgusting. <laughs> but like cinnamon toast crunch or whatever your good cereal is, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be tempted by it. So it's better just to not have it in the freaking house. Right. And, you know, it's just simple too. Eggs are so so good and simple. Have you um, ever <clears throat> been full, like while eating breakfast cereal? No, you can just keep going. You're you, only, can, you can't be at full. You're only limited by the amount you can stuff down your gullet like it's a Civil War musket. <laughs> right? Mm. And it just, it, it's the, just the eye-opening thing was, which we've known, but I've been using this on people lately, is what you said. Because um, it's not satiating. That, uh, no. Um, the brain, hyperpalatability. Brain fart. The PE guy. Ted Naiman. Oh, Ted Naiman. Ted Naiman said, your body will keep eating until it gets its required Oh, yes, the protein, protein synthesis hypothesis or whatever it's called. Yes. And, yes. and, and you're not getting it in those, those Cheerios. And ever since that, I've been thinking every time where I've had, like on super high 5,000 calorie, just nothing but sugar days. Yeah. Never full. You're not full, even though you're wolfing down way more calories Never than full. Never full. I can just right. keep grazing all day. Yeah. It's, it's insane the amount you can put away. And it's like- Oh, because volume-wise, yeah. I get full. Yep. My stomach's literally full. If I have another physically, bite, I'm gonna puke. Physically but stretched I'm like, out. I could still eat. <laughs> like I could get that Oreo down, right? Because oh, I'm just yeah. not. My body's going. We got shit in here, yep. but it's not anything. It's not real. the right shit. Yeah, it's not real. Not the right stuff. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, that's a. Uh, that's that. So I want to talk about this other thing here. So I saw this post about. Um, vegans and okay basically for those that are just listening it says it has a picture of a bunch of fields and it says this is Almeria in Spain it's the stuff of vegan wet dreams in an ecological Armageddon to everyone else 26,000 hectares whatever that is 64,000 acres of plastic covered greenhouses growing nothing but fruit and veg Plants are hydroponically drip-fed water laced with chemical fertilizers and grow bags of imported soil. Temperatures for the predominantly illegal African workers are brutal in the surrounding land, and beaches are strewn with spent pesticide containers and tons upon tons of discarded plastic sheeting. This is the utopian future we are bullied with, where domestic animals are extinct and wild animals have no usable habitat because it's all fence-walled and under plastic. Dun-dun-dun. So that's fake, right? I don't think so. It has to be. That's something in Spain. It's on the internet, Dewey. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It I looks draw. It looks colored. We can look on. Well, who knows what the photograph's been touched up or whatever? But you know, I don't know if we could pull it up on Google Earth and anybody that's out there. If you fact check us on this, if you live in Spain. Um, let us know if that's a thing. Uh, but the point there, the larger point they're trying to make, and the one that I've made many times, is that I wish the push was for regenerative pasture land right. rather than just giant monocrops. And this is an extreme example because basically every inch is taken up by greenhouses and you know all the all the accoutrement that comes with it. 
Right. As opposed to having some cows on some land, which required nothing but some fences. <laughs> right. You know? And I, I just, why did they build them like that? Why didn't they just put them in a straight row? And Well, I assume it's because it's some, who knows? They use metrics over there, dude. Well, that's what a hectare is. That's... <laughs> Metric. I mean, if you're using metrics, you can't expect to have a square square, right? Actually, metrics throws it all off. Metrics is actually <laughs> superior to empirical. I know, because it's by 10. Everything's by 10. It yeah. seems so simple. Right. But I remember in the 70s when they tried to push metrics on us, we were like, F that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sticking to the... We got to figure it out. <laughs> I'm sticking to the 12 inches is this and 16 yeah. ounces is this, but it's all by 10. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> we're going to put a one and a slash and an eight. <laughs> and the eight's bigger than the four, but it's still, that means more. <laughs> Our mile is 5,280 feet. Don't right. forget it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it could just be a, um, a meter, make it 5, 000, a kilometer, which right. is 1,000 meters. Right. Yep. Oh, we're nothing if not stubborn. That's for sure. Losing that, yeah. No shit. So, you know, that was kind of wacky. Um, okay, so that brings me to this. This meme I thought that was funny. It says, when my wife sends me to the store to get cucumbers, I grab Vaseline as well. Can't let people think I'm vegan. <laughs> That's good shit right there. <laughs> uh, funny. All right. <clears throat> okay. Well, now, we've talked about this many times. Um, Ken Berry had a good tweet about this. Okay. His waist to height ratio thing, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, for those that don't know, he's got a calculator out there. And it's actually BMI calculator, waist to height ratio calculator. So this is, you know, as we have done our, in our travels and in our research, we found that at least for, to, for my money, this is the single best metric to go by. If you just had to measure one thing, it's not how much do you weigh. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. even BMI. Yep. It's the waist to height ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, because all the other things don't take into account so many other, like your height, you know, like obviously the old, well, if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, he'd be, he'd be obese on the BMI scale, all which that is, BS. Which is every American male <laughs> right. uses that example. I know. Arnold know Schwarzenegger. We know it's complete bullshit. Just I just want to do him. that. I just want to do that meme and I forget what. Even what movie it's from? Or it's whatever. like the Batman one where yes, Robin's saying, "Yes, where it's like, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that yeah, right, and then have exactly. like Schwarzenegger half spell, <laughs> Schwarzenegger, make that one. Yep, that's good. So, anyways, this is the BMI waist to height ratio calculator. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can throw yours in. But the important thing is, <clears throat> he says it should be less than fifty percent in healthy adults. So you know when we're tracking my height and weight and everything. Oh, so yeah, remember, yeah. I'm trying to get. Uh, uh, what am I? Sixty-eight inches. So I, I need to be under thirty-four, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's right about where I'm at. And I think you were at like thirty-three, and you're taller than me, so you were in the forty forty-some percent. So you're in the, the nice, healthy range. <clears throat> but this is brutally eye-opening for most people. So I'd encourage everyone to grab the link from the show notes and throw this in uh, to your old browser, or just do the simple math of your waist circumference divided by in inches divided by your height. This is the same one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. just you put, basically you just put in your height in inches and your waist in inches and it divides it and it gives you a percentage. I mean, right. And you want to be under 50. So it's real simple to remember. You don't even really yep. need this calculator. I mean, I'm five foot eight. So that's 68 inches. I should be under 34. 
Yeah. On the waist. So what? 74. Right. So you, and you know, you need to be under 37. Sure. Right. So, and you, you were, so, but most people are not going to be, that's the scary part. No, 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 no. Not even very few. Very few are going to be under 50%. Um, so that's a good way to really, you know, set, set a goal for yourself. Um, when you're losing weight, you know, especially, especially if you're a slave to the scale. Oh yes. If you exactly. can't get away from that scale, because the scale might not move. Yeah, a lot of times. If you're losing fat and gaining, gaining muscle and all, and just eating tons of meat and stuff, I mean, the, I see in the carnivore groups a lot of times people are like, "I've been eating nothing but meat for three weeks and my scale hasn't moved." They're like, and everybody just basically says, "Well, how do your clothes fit?" And they're always like, "Better." Like, well, shut up then. It's yeah. I don't. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with those people. I don't. I well, don't. some people. I mean, you have just been trained your whole life. Your your weight, your weight, your weight. But your weight is your weight is just one data point. It could tell you a lot or nothing. It's a tool. Yeah, it's just a tool. You got to understand what it represents. You and, can't build a house without a tape measure. Yeah, and you can't. If I just told you somebody's weight and didn't show you a picture of them, you'd have no clue how healthy sure. they were. Right. But if I told you their waist to height ratio, you'd go, "Oh, okay, we got a problem," yeah. or That's "We need to," or "They're doing pretty good." Right. But if I just said they're one ninety, you'd be like, "Okay, that means nothing." And is it kilograms or pounds? <laughs> If it's kilograms, I don't need the tape. <laughs> I don't need the tape. <laughs> right. Because even Arnold doesn't weigh that much. Right. Like they better have just won America's Strongest Man in the heavyweight division. Otherwise, they can't be that heavy. <laughs> right. <clears throat> All right. Well, okay. Now we're going to get into your half marathon story. Like miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw this picture and I just laughed because it looks like she's dragging you across. She was. Is that what happened? So, well, tell us your story. Full disclosure, I was pretty tired. Well, that goes without (laughs) saying. Um, Full disclosure, I was. I don't know. Slow. I I was. There was plenty of that. I was a little reluctant about the handhold. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? For like a split second, and then yeah, exactly. Why? So and then I was like, whatever. That'll because be all your bros like me were gonna go, dude. Yeah, you held right. hands with your wife. Right. What a loser. Exactly. <laughs> oh, nobody did though, did they? No, not to my face. <laughs> I mean, if anything, people will give you shit, but. That's right. normal. Right. Well, I gave you shit. I, I think I posted on your Facebook. I said it was nice of her to wait for you. <laughs> right. Well, I guess the thing, and I didn't mind the hand-holding thing. Like. Out I, with it. <sighs> it's okay. Nobody listens. Out with it. Oh, see, I keep forgetting that part. <laughs> That's a good point. You can speak Nobody's freely. Nobody's even going to hear this anyways. <laughs> I don't think it's that much of an accomplishment. I don't think like we just crossing the line for an Iron Man, right? And it's like we fucking did it. Oh, so you're almost like, hey, let's not let's not celebrate. Why are we, why are we being so happy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This I is gotcha. just we just took a little jog on a Saturday morning, right? Um, but 
She explained it later. Well, between the two of you, that was one whole marathon. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I'm the only one that looked like I ran a one whole marathon. Yeah, she looked like she just Just started. Did a 5K, right. (laughs) And uh, I just, it's like, I've done this like eight times. Mm -hmm. Why are we coming across? Like I just used to be. Like victory is mine. Right. Like I used to be 600 pounds and I couldn't walk down the stairs and now here I am running a half marathon. It's just kind of routine. do that. Right. It is kind of routine. But a a half marathon being a routine is a big accomplishment. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Look at it that way. But she later, she said, well, no, I just want to do it because it's the first ever time in all the races we've done individually. It's the first time we've ever really did it together and crossed together. Oh. And I'm like, oh, you win. That's a great reason. Yeah. But in the moment, she's like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not doing that. It's, just a, it's, it's fucking just, 13 miles. Who it's cares? just your male instinct right. to kick in. But then after we did it, I was like, I'm glad you did that. Right. I get it now. I didn't know it was the thing we did it. Yeah. And she was right. Nothing wrong like with that. Like she always is. But I, at the moment when we were around in the dome, I was like, that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> For what? It's not like I walked it on, it's not like I walked it on my hands. I was just going to drift right by her and be about 100 yards ahead just so she can't hold your hand. <laughs> All of a sudden you find that speed you never had. There was no way I could have done that. <laughs> I was, that was all gas pedal right there. She so anyways. Was, she was taped to the floor. There was nothing I could have done. She could have caught me running backwards. Besides the uh, emotional part of it, just tell me about the actual act. It was... You, know, you did post one thing. You said was, people over 200 pounds shouldn't be running this much. Like, was it pretty rough on you just because of your well, weight? Well, see, I can. Your size. I think that's, well, that's the sole I mean, reason. you're definitely not an ideal runner type, Ex- body right. type. And I, I didn't say people who are fat shouldn't run. No. I just said it's it's heavy. It's yeah, weight. Right, exactly. Because I'm by no means obese. So if somebody, f- for example, and, and I was explaining this to Mel before I made that post, and I said, She's like, oh, whatever, you can run, you did fine. And I said, here's a frame of reference for you. Let's put my ruck vest on and you run with that. And then how you feel at the end is how I feel. Right. Because that's what I had to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're just carrying a lot more. It's a lot more of a exertion harder it's just it's a lot it's more to exertion, propel yeah. that much more weight and yeah. then pounding on you know joints are joints yeah whether you're 100 pounds or 300 pounds well that's why they always say you know guys in the nfl are getting injured so much more quickly because the guys are just becoming more massive but right. your knee is your knee right your yeah. acl is your acl so yep. if, if a guy that's on average 20 pounds heavier than they were five years ago is slamming into each other that's a lot and more collision why, force. Not saying that was my reason, <laughs> but that's the reason in the NFL you're seeing so many more Achilles ruptures because oh, yeah. they're just so much more powerful. Yeah. And, and they're big. springing off that foot and yeah. they're just snapping that tendon. Yeah. The weight they have to propel yep. forward is insane. My, we were watching football the other night and and my daughter, who's, you know, eight, said, because somebody got injured and they were getting carried off in a stretcher, you know, and she's like, does that happen? And I said, it happens every game. Oh, I don't much. think I can remember a game where somebody didn't get, wasn't on the turf for a while. Now, but when we were kids, never. Right. It never happened because line, like, because the offensive linemen when we were kids they were, were 350. Like 260. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their linebackers are bigger than linemen when so, we were kids. 
back to your, so back to the, the how race. was your time like how did you do like, uh, how did you feel about your your results well see now I can share a little bit because <laughs> I didn't want to share before the race just in case it didn't go at all <laughs> in case you were being carried off yes, on a stretcher in, cl- in case there was no finish because then if I would have told people this publicly <laughs> they would have said should have trained I didn't train right. In six weeks leading up to the race, I ran one time, and it was only three miles. Okay. I did CrossFit almost every day. Yeah. So it's cardio like you're out of shape. You just weren't in running prime muscle, running shape. Muscle. Okay. So then, then now you're going to get the genesis of that Facebook post. Mm-hmm. So my muscle and my cardiovascular, my respiratory system was rock solid. Heart rate was low the whole time. Muscle wise, like my actual quadriceps and my ass and my hamstrings. Even calves, no problem. Right as rain. My joints, my mm. feet, mm. the balls of my feet, my toes—that sucked. My lower back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. You, you need. I don't care if anybody plans on doing a anything over a five k, a ten k, a half marathon, whatever. Put in the miles. I don't care if they're crawling. Just to build just up that, log the miles. Build up that tolerance. Yes, yes. Just log the miles because that's what hurt. Well, and I've seen the guys where the nipples are like, what kind of sports bra do you have to wear? The nipples rubbing. <laughs> see, see, there's a caveat to the nipple wearing. You have to go fast enough for the shirt to move. <laughs> right. So I was so safe there. Um, but as I've noticed as I've been getting, not that I'm huge chested now but just any increase i've noticed that like even walking downstairs like there's some weight there now oh yeah that, that you feel that so uh, like your your tit your man tits yeah you know even like if you've got pecs, something in there right yeah, there's something going up and down so like i can see how running that could be a, a problem right you know <clears throat> but when you run fast your shirt goes like this true so it's rubbing so what was your time like what's a what's a good time the fastest for, i've ever done a half is two twelve. Okay, and I, this was two two sixteen. Was the that official. metric or no? That's, <laughs> I think time's all the same, but I don't know. <laughs> two what? Two fifteen? Two two. Well, according to my watch, I ran third because the marathon is thirteen point one. How are, how are you in the field? Like oh, way in the back. Oh yeah. Okay. Because people who that's what I was so pissed off about people who well, run because like the one thirty guys away one thirty or just they're doing spring spring. I did two sixteen. The guys are one hundred thirty pounds. We're doing it in like one forty. Oh yeah. Well, just imagine how much less effort they have to exert. Oh for sure. And they're just springing like deer. Right. Oh yeah. They 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 bound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I've done two twelve. This was two sixteen. Um, my actual watch time because this is fascinating. I think. So we crossed the. Also, the, the weather's a factor too. Like, oh, it was beautiful. The heat, though. the humidity, it was, but it was, it was nice and chilly. It was so gorgeous. It was, it was good. It right? was perfect for running. Like some days they used to do it in May, and some of the times it was really hot. It, it'll be May again next year, and that would be can can be no, sketchy. No, it was always hot. cold. Oh, was it? Okay. Every time I've ever done it in May, it's always been cold and rainy and windy and shitty. And then they finally said start the starting and finishing line was in the dome. Right. So now you start. And finish inside. So starting inside is a huge game changer because mm. otherwise you got to stand in that corral for 25 minutes. Oh yeah, in a t-shirt, right? And it's 14 degrees, right? Celsius, so, right? So that's why I had a <laughs> my my uh, over shirt tied around my waist, right? Because I eventually got warm out and I started sweating. But um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sure it was very interesting. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it is actually. <laughs> Surprisingly. I'll enough. be the judge of that. Right. So 13.1 miles. When you cross the start line, there's a sensor like mat that you cross that oh, starts and you, your Oh, do you chip. have like a... Some type of yeah, it's in your fob bib. on you. It's in your bib. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. So Behind there's no it. shenanigans. No, 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 no. Okay. You know what I mean? You can hand it to someone who's fast, but um, <laughs> give it to a guy in a Vespa, <laughs> right? <laughs> so when you cross that mat, the chip tells you that oh, hey, Dwayne just passed. Boom, clock starts. When you come back to that same mat, clock stops. Okay. Simple, right? Yeah. So I cross that line. As I'm crossing it. Hit my watch. Same exact time. Yeah, as my foot was going, I hit it. Same exact time. And was it off? Oh, yeah. So, and that's the interesting part of how you what run the-, the course. Because when they measure the course, they may have measured it in the right lane because they're in a car. And then when they get up to the turn, they're taking it real wide. Right, yeah. I mean, there's some variance there. So, long story short, I clicked 13.1 well before we even came in the dome. Oh. Well, yeah, because if you're, if you're not going as the crow flies or like... Or how they measured Or it. as Bo and Luke Duke used to right. do, straightening the curves, right. flattening the hills. Right. <laughs> right. Then exactly. you were adding on some meters. Right. So I stopped <clears throat> it when it hit, right as it hit 13.1. And how far and were that you from was, the, and that was before the finish line? And that was 215. Okay. So almost a minute. Wow. Yep. Jeez, that really yeah. adds up over that time. Right, right. Good. So chip time, 216s and, and some change. Right. Actual 215 and some change. Yeah. So that's why you'll hear people when they talk about running, they're like, well, what was your, what was your time? Well, chip was. Right. But most people have the watch. And so. is the chip the official race? Yeah. Like if you're going to yep. get a trophy, it's because it's based on the chip. Yep. I suppose they yep. got to stick to that. <clears throat> All right. Good story. Yeah, it cool was. Cool story, uh, bro. Good time. The, the most surprising part. How'd your wife feel about it? How'd she feel about her time? She, oh, no, no, no. She was miserable. She hated every minute of it. Because, <laughs> I mean, put it in perspective, her her. PR for a half is like 145. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for 215 and that stopping and starting and walking is really hard on her because yeah. when she gets going, she gets momentum and yep. then she just carries that momentum with yeah. like inertia yep. and just maintains it, not starting over, starting over. Yeah. She said of- it was exhausting. <laughs> I said, try and be me. <laughs> and, and it's the same applies to me mm-hmm. when I get going. I'm like this, my, my natural gait. So here's put it, put it in perspective. I averaged a 10, 22 minute mile over 13 miles. That's not bad. It's not terrible, but my natural gait where I feel like this is how God meant me to run mm-hmm. is like 840, 845. Okay. But I just can't last. Yeah. It's just too much. It just, I run out of gas and yeah. my shit starts hurting and it's just too, that's too fast to carry that much weight for an extended period of time. Yeah. But for a short period of time, it feels great. So Let me when ask I'd you this. walk <clears throat> and I'd be like, so we're going to, I said, no, we're going to run walk. We're going to try this for a little while. And like run at your pace where you felt good. And lo and behold, I said, all right, we're going to do five minutes on. At where I feel comfortable without even looking at my watch, we're going to do five minutes on, one minute off, five on, one off, not off, but walk. Yep. My five 
when I was on, she couldn't keep up. Mm. Or she did, she could, she didn't, didn't like it. Right. But her average, but she can maintain an but average overall made, speed, it's higher. But for, for permanently. Right. Yep. So at 8.45, 8.30, anywhere from 8.30 to 8.45 is my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But for her to do 8.30 to 8.40, 8.45 for 13, that would be hard. Right. She did it. Yeah. Because she did it in 1.45. Yep. So that's like, oh, shit, that's like 8.15. That's pushing, yeah. Um, but you get my point. Well, I was going to ask you. Because I know you're very super aware of fueling your activities, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so knowing you're going to run this 13.1 in the morning of the Saturday, how did you fuel up for that? For me, I ate normal like I was. Um, I drank a lot more water. Um, but for me, like how'd you time it out so that you'd peak? Yeah, for me personally, for me personally, I quit eating um, like six six thirty then Friday night. Mm. And then I didn't eat till it was over. So you felt I didn't better, eat before. You felt better race. fasted. Yep. I always run better fasted. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I think so. All right. But cool. we, uh, <clears throat> um, in one of the Facebook pictures, you probably noticed I uh, had donuts on my plate. <laughs> I didn't see them. They're the greatest donuts I've ever eaten in my life. Was it after the funny? Funny as a celebratory? Yeah. Well, what okay. was it before? Right. So <laughs> <laughs> you want donuts before you run? Yeah, why not? During. Right. So there, that, is each a finger. Thing. that is a Krispy Kreme <laughs> challenge. It is a thing. Then they have to eat them so many like every mile. That's funny. Well, I mean, if you're going to, if you're bur- running a marathon, you're probably going to burn them. So right. that's the time to do it. So <laughs> funny story. Mel goes through the line in front of me and there's chocolate milk. That's the first thing. Chocolate milk. I'm like, <laughs> like Popeye and spinach. <laughs> gone so then i grab another one to carry i grab two more and put them in my pockets and we're going through the line and they have they like these power ball bites or something and i just went like a mouthful so i couldn't even talk and i get up to they had fruit banana half bananas cut and i nope i see those sandy boxes keep going and i get up there and i'm like And the the sweetest girl, young gal in the back volunteering goes, would you like a plate? <laughs> she could see the the lust in your eyes. And I said, yes. <laughs> so I grabbed that plate and just started stacking them. <laughs> and I was like, how can you eat after right after that? And I said, watch me. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. <clears throat> but nothing. Yeah. That, I tell you what, those donuts, that after doing something like that. <laughs> Not that they're not good anyways, right. but they're exceptionally good after something like oh, that. Oh, after that and then being fat and, and, being and I'm fasted. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Breaking that seal. All right. Well, let's get into my colonoscopy story. Oh, super. To go from bad to worse here. Um, so, and I didn't know this until I tried to schedule it because I actually tried to schedule it like six months ago because I got freaked out because two of my acquaintances got diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh, yikes. So it freaked me out, right? I'm like, shit, I'm right in the line here. I need to be... And because it's it's one of those cancers where it's completely preventable if they catch it early. It's like mm-hmm. nothing. But then if it goes too long, you're like dead. So right. It, and there's no symptoms, right. or sometimes there's no symptoms. Sometimes right. there is, but mm-hmm. it's very easy to have none. And then all of a sudden be like, well, stage four, you're, you're fucked. 
Yeah. You have, so you have two months. I'm like, this and is so freaking wonder, preventable. And you wonder if you would have just not went in, you'd be fine in two months. Well, it's a <laughs> thing. Weird. Yeah, it's you know, and it's it's a mind fuck because it's so preventable. But then the act of getting a colonoscopy, a lot of guys are like, nah, I'm tapping out. I'm not doing that. You know, there's resistance there. I don't think. See, I don't think the resistance With is some guys. I don't think. I don't know. Well, I definitely had it. I wasn't definitely pumped to go get it. I don't think the resist for me. Watch it because Mel just had one, and uh, I think the resistance is the prep. Ex- well, exactly. That's what I'm going to get into. The, so the prep is like yes. fuck off. Right. I got it. Well, we've done it before, so but they're like, I have to fast for two days and drink <laughs> well, all this stuff. And that part was easy. Myself. That part right. was easy. The fasting part was easy. So okay, so let me just get into it. Okay. So I tried to call six months ago and get in because when I find my two acquaintances that had it, I'm like, shit, I need to get this done. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't do it till you're 50. I'm like, what? And I don't know if it's an in, just an insurance thing or whatever, it but is. yeah. So I couldn't schedule it till after I was 50, which was last week, so then I could schedule it for this Monday. So. See, what insurance is 45. <clears throat> That's what I thought. Well, and when I was in there, the gal, the RN that was the, like the lab or whatever, the prepper, um, the fluffer, <laughs> she, uh, <clears throat> she said, yeah. Wrong they need studio. To, <laughs> she said they need to update that because the whatever colon cancer board says, says 45, 45 yep. but insurances haven't caught up yet. So go, that was kind figure. of disappointing, you know. Yeah, well, Talk five more. Racket, how many right? more a year they do they have to pay for is really what it is. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, so I got it scheduled, and then uh, so they send out this email, right? And it's go buy these supplies, and it's I mean, it's like six pages of email of just what's going to happen, which almost freaked me out more than I was already because it's you know lists all these potential side effects and. Perfor- like words like perforation. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, uh, oh, you got a little oops. close to the sidewall. <laughs> yeah, right. Oops, poked <laughs> through. You've been breached. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it was like, you know, buy this laxative and buy this laxative and this giant. It's funny because I, I, I was uh, sleeping or something and then my wife was going to go to the store and I just forwarded the PDF and I said, buy this stuff. So I have it. And then she's like, oh, I think we have some of that already. And then I grabbed the bottle of this uh, stuff. My wife's favorite. We already have this at home, and right. then we don't. Well, well, we did, but it said 4.3 ounces or 4.1 ounces or whatever. And then the instruction says 8.3. So I... Which was like a, a giant bottle of this shit. Mm-hmm. So she thought, oh, we got a bunch of this. This is like 20 doses. It's like, no, you don't get it. Right. They're saying. It's not the bottle dose. They're it's, saying take the whole bottle. Right. Not a dose. Right. The bottle. Right. So And it says buy 64 ounces of Gatorade. And you pour this powder in. And then you drink it all like eight ounce glasses every 15 minutes for like an hour and a half. So basically you're drinking a giant pitcher of Gatorade mixed with this powdered laxative in an hour and a half then it's like you know the countdown begins right and you're like okay i can't leave the house for and it even tell it pretty much tells you you got a couple hours before you're completely exhausted sequence is engaged right so that was tons of fun 
Um, so what, what day was a colonoscopy on? Monday. So you did it over the weekend too. Mel did too. I'm like, fuck off. I'm not doing it over the weekend. <laughs> right. I'll do it. I'll gladly do two days. Well, I don't want to take, but I'm not, I didn't want to take two days off of work. You know, I only took one day off work because like, if I would have took the prep days off work. Why would you have to take them off work? Well, because I'm not going to freaking sit there and be practically crapping oh, myself. Oh, sit there. Oh, I, th- I fuck, I'll just work from home. Right. I don't have that option. Why? You work on a computer. <laughs> Tell my boss he wants me there. Always <clears throat> one of those guys. <laughs> He's old school, leering out the window. <laughs> yeah, he just he just wants us to be collaborative. Theto three Joshua, but he doesn't know we're nerds and we don't talk to we don't like to talk to people. Oh, anyways. you fuck! You guys walk twenty four seven with earbuds <laughs> and avoid contact and look down at the ground. That's why you have long hair. So I'm one of the social your eyes. Oh, I bet I'm a weird nerd. I bet you're yeah, for sure walking through the. Funny hallway. thing is, the other nerd that does my job has hair down to his ass. So he can hide his eyes. So he doesn't have to make eye contact <laughs> or sleep. Hey, he's a weird nerd too. He's pretty social. Uh, anywho, <clears throat> so yeah, I started it. You have to basically begin prepping. It tells you what to eat two days before. Nothing. Stop eating. Right. As of this time, take this at this time, like 5 p.m. the night before. You have to start taking this giant vat of stuff. <clears throat> and then in the morning before, four hours before Nothing. your procedure, another no, another. Giant thing of magnesium citrate or oh, something. Oh, see, Mel's protocol was nothing. Thing. Well, yeah, but then, in the two hours before, nothing. Oh, oh, yeah, the morning of, she couldn't. Yeah, two hours before, you had to stop, but you had to take this another eight-ounce thing oh, of solid yeah. laxative. So yours must have been late morning or afternoon. 10.30, yeah. Or hers was So seven. I had to take it at 6, and then by 8.30, no more liquids even. Oh, yeah, because she was right away in the morning. Yep. So when she got up, she's like, the first thing she does ritualistically is to have a glass of water, and she couldn't. Yeah, it was killing her. Yeah. So okay, that was all pretty. It was it was as horrific as you can imagine, but not as horrific as I had imagined. So actually, having gone through it now, it wasn't that bad. Right. You know, it was just basically like having horrific diarrhea for eighteen hours. Right. I mean, it sucked, but it wasn't. You know, and they they prep you good, like they say to buy these like tushy wipes. So you're oh, not right, like right, constantly right. irritating your, yeah, yeah, your yeah. bunghole. So you're dabbing. <clears throat> right. <laughs> exactly. So and the funny thing was then, I, so I get there um, and I'm, you know, getting in the room and well, the good thing is they put you under. You were all the way under. Mel wasn't. Just all the way sedated. under. Yep. Oh. Which is, thank God, because, you know, I don't want to know what's going on. I had one and they didn't even sedate <laughs> me. But, you know, I, I don't want to say he's unprofessional, when I said when, when he said you know get undressed from the waist down, I said, "Well, where should I put my pants?" He said, "Over there in the corner by mine." <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hang them up by mine. <laughs> and then the good thing was, after I was done, um, he found those car keys I'd been missing for two years. <laughs> and then. When she was doing my IV, yeah. she missed the vein the first oh, time, you no. know? And she's like, oh, sorry. Sorry about that second poke. And I said, that's not even close to the worst thing that's about to happen. So <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even slightly bothered. Take all the time that's you need. I get lucky. Yeah. I get she, lucky. She tried right in the in the elbow there. Couldn't get it. So she had to do it. Actually, you can still see the bruise. Oh, yeah. Still had to, She had to get me right in the forearm muscle there. Oh, so, so when I go to the doctor, they're, they're usually just They're like, ooh, look at those. Oh, yeah, they call it nurse porn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I can do this from across the room. <laughs> right. So yeah, I get pretty excited. So anyways, she once she got the IV in, she, you know, was like, okay, you're going to start, you know, 
and then I was out. She said, the next thing you're going to know is you're going to be waking up and it's going to be over. So that was freaking awesome. So I started coming out of it and she was talking to me and stuff. And, um, I was just, you know, in a daze or whatever. It's the worst feeling. It was, you yeah. just, you just want to sleep. Yeah. It was, and I keep forcing, uh, wait, uh, no, wake up. Yeah. I don't like yeah. being under anesthesia. Though. It's like, no, I want to sleep. <laughs> but so I surprised I, I must just do well with anesthesia cause I came out just fine and I, that you can't drive, so yeah, that's to, why I was there. I had to right. Home, my wife yeah. had to come pick me up, which is fine. And we just went and got my car later. But picked you up. I, I brought Mel, and we were. I, I went downstairs. I walked out. I sat down. I looked up at the board, and I saw where she was at in order. And oh, she's in. I'm gonna go run downstairs and get a coffee. <laughs> so I go walk, take the elevator downstairs, get a coffee, start walking back up, sit back down, Dwayne. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Come on back. <laughs> wow. And I come back with my chai latte with double espresso, and Mel goes, mm, yummy. She's out of it. <laughs> yeah. Anesthesia is weird. Like, I remember my brother-in-law had a procedure a few years back, and he was coming out of it. And he started, like, looking at the TV and goes, boobies. Like, he kind of got childlike, which is weird. Mel just got, Mel got fentanyl. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't put the her good under. good shit. Yeah, they didn't even put her under. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I was fully out. So, But anyway, so then the doctor comes and talks to me after, said, all clear. Because the, the good thing is if they see any polyps, which is the beginnings of what could turn into cancer, they just slice them off. On site or while, while they're, they're in, in there. there. Yep. Yeah, they're like, well, as long as we're here. Yep. So they found nothing fully, you know, so that was reassuring to hear. But even if they would have said, yeah, we found some polyps, we cut them off, even so a problem taken care of right right so that was really good it's not a trip back yeah so you know that was it put my mind at ease and you know even though the prep sucked like you said the prep was by far the worst part um it's not that bad so you know any guys out there that are 50 just go get her done because it's better to know because even if i had colon cancer i'd rather know now right because where you can still take care of it yep and with my you know horrific diet for most of my life right you know eating gas station food for the first 38 years of my life non-stop you know seems like colon cancer would be you have cancer in your family um not way more heart disease and diabetes yeah, mine too I, uh, I have not as not a couple instances of of cancer but not, um it's so un it's not pre super prevalent one thing I've learned, and I didn't realize this, but it is ridiculously hereditary. Really? Cancer is, yeah. Makes that's sense. I mean, it's the DNA about, that's right, you know, in there. Right, about family history. Because really, it's just cells that say, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Right. So you're, you're in my boat. I don't have anyone on either side that have as ever there's never been a case of colon or just cancer? any kind really wow. any kind on well you definitely had some cancer but paternal or maternal side neither none hmm. but horrible hearts right so if i have to pick one <laughs> right i can kind of you can have some help influence. the heart yeah. right right you can have some influence on that i could eat flawlessly since i birth Yep. And exercise flawlessly since birth and do everything right and still go, sorry, you're stage four. Yeah, exactly. Nothing you can do. Yep. That's at least with the heart you can at least Or at least kind we don't know. At least we don't know yet. It'll be interesting once they figure out this out more 
how right. much nutrition and stuff fuels or causes cancer to stall or <laughs> gets fueled. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I remember when Steve Jobs got and he, pancreatic and cancer he and he went fruitarian yeah. and then died. Well, you can't say, well, because he went fruitarian, because I think at that point he was screwed. He was on his way out. But, you know, did that help or hinder? Right. You don't, don't know. know. But so I don't know enough yet. I'm going to err on the side of what we know. Right. And say that it's not nutritional related. I don't, I don't think it is. I think it can have an effect, it can, but it's not going to like determine whether or not you get it. Right. I think it can probably push, assist it. Push the needle. Yeah, it can yeah. assist it or yeah. it can like suppress it some. Yep. But yeah, I agree with you. I think if you're going to get it, you're probably going to get it. Right. And there's just, you know, it's genetic, horrible lottery. Um, <clears throat> so, but the interesting thing was, I want to bring this up. So after he chatted with me, told me everything was cool, he goes, okay, now, it's funny, why are all doctors mid, uh, like from India around here? It seems like there's a, I don't know, there's just a, not very many regular old, you know, people born in North Dakota. I don't know how they how he gets sentenced to come here, but uh, I don't think I'm do. guessing it wasn't his first choice to come to Fargo. Well, for starters... <laughs> If you live in another country and you want to be a doctor, besides the altruistic reasons, why do <laughs> yeah. you become a doctor? To make that moolah, baby. And you're not going to make it over there. So, but I wonder when they get when they they get their choice of where to go if they have a. That's where they ever they get their residency. Because I mean, yeah. of course, you you think they would choose like you know sunny Phoenix or something, but <laughs> I just think they're smarter than us. <laughs> But he ended up in Fargo, so sorry for him. But well, he probably ended up in Fargo from UND or the U of M. Oh, right, makes sense. Super nice guy. But it was funny though because I immediately was like, "Nah, I'm ignoring this guy." Because he goes, "You need to eat the fiber," you know, and he just went off on the fiber, fiber, fiber thing again. Yep, they which love, I know that's they love fiber. What they've been schooled. So I've and I've researched this some before, but it just kind of made it fresh for me. So here's an article from the Mayo Clinic talking about how dietary fiber is essential, you know, and it makes all the pro-fiber points, mm -hmm. right, which we've all heard many times, and this is what the doctor was basically pushing. Some people are with fiber to the point where Ted Naiman is with protein. Right. It's just it's like just, essential. Yep. You know, it's like, and for me, fiber is like, I, I don't even care if I get one gram of it ever. It's, to me, it's not necessary, and I don't think I I need it to be to have a healthy diet because when I've had eaten only meat, which has no fiber, I have zero problems uh, with any type of digestion, and I don't see any of the bene nutritional benefits. But the Mayo Clinic, it's got a whole list of them here, and what do they know? It's More just the Mayo me. Clinic, right, 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 right. So you know, again, it's just like everything else. Us as adults have to take in all this information and make the decision for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I have no problems going fiberless. But one thing we have to keep in mind is, especially typically as Americans, we just go over the top with every goddamn thing we do. Where <laughs> it's like, you got to have fiber for this, this, and this. Okay, great. So then what do people do? They go find those foods that are high in fiber and then eat the shit out of them. Right. What's the daily recommended allowance for fiber? Right. right. And meet that. It's going to be hardly anything. Have and an I, apple. I'm even disagreeing with that. Like, I don't think I even it's even necessary. Just in my personal end of one experience. So anyways, this 
you know, they go through and you can read this for yourself and talk, you know, tell us all about the benefits and um, how it normalizes digestion. And it's going to keep provide. in mind fiber isn't for you. It's for mm-hmm. your gut. Right. But you're feeding your gut. You're not feeding you. Two, it's it's like a second. It's like a. But one of the s- symptoms of it's a second of having an unhappy gut, though. Biological system within the biological. I've heard about system. that. They say it's your second brain. Right. Right. Yep. But now, in the keto carnivore communities, they acknowledge that as well. But they just disagree that fiber is the route to having the perfect amount of of you know bacteria and stuff. But at the same time, then they tell you to eat pickles and. And avocados. Fermented stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Some and people do. Avocados, yeah. which are high and high in fiber. Right. But then you got, you know, Sean Baker, who's just eating ribeyes and, and you know. And of one. Exactly. So that's one article that's very pro-fiber. Now, and you've heard of Eric Berg, right? Yep. So he's a big keto doctor. You know, he talks about the fiber myth and basically makes the case that it's not necessary, and if you eat too much, it's actually going to be damaging. I agree with that. That's where I just went. What's the recommended allowance? Exactly. So have some goddamn broccoli and just go about your day. Well, and he, he really get, goes deep. He basically talks about run through the whole rainbow of vegetables and keep a log and see which ones cause bloating and cause problems and find out which ones you tolerate and then stick with those, basically, is kind of what he says. Right. So... You know, there's two different perspectives on that. Um, what I want to know is, okay, you're saying the gut may it may be beneficial for the gut. Well, my question to you is then, what's the symptoms of an of an unhappy gut? A leaky gut. And how would I know that I have that? Right. That's if I if I'm eating just meat or predominantly meat and having no problems, no symptoms of any kind. How will I know? What's to indicate that I need to make a change? Deficiencies, because right? it, it affects absorption. So, are you are you dealing with any deficiencies in your diet? I mean, are you super low? Are you supplementing? Are you super low on vitamin D? Probably vitamin D, mostly right. just from our environment. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and, and coming and off twelve, a, a nice summer season, but I mean, going into winter. That's one thing I think I will start supplementing because you've talked about that. Because I know just in this climate, there's doctors that say, if you live in the northern part of the country, move. Because that's how right, right. that's how crazy yep. important it is yep. to get the right amount of vitamin D. But you can still go outside yeah, in Yeah, you can, but you're just not going to get as much. No, but it's still gonna, sunlight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that. That's my colonoscopy story. So you know, taking all the articles, you know, obviously everybody's going to make their own decisions. Um, but it was just kind of interesting how, just like when I had my checkup, and then the the doctor was, you know, giving me the cholesterol talk, and that I was going to have to get on a statin if I, if I didn't modify my diet. Right. And then this doctor gives me his boilerplate: eat your fiber, eat your fiber, boy. And how much of that is just liability? It's just what I think. I think he fully believes it. I have to tell you this. It's just what he's been taught. I'm sure he fully believes it. And let's face it: you talk to any actual MD, and they'll tell you that they have like one class. They joke sometimes on nutrition. They say one day. Yeah, right. Like we spent one day on nutrition in med school. It's because they're not about prevention, right? So then, when I talk to people about nutrition and like perfect perfect example is I one time told a dude that I was at my doctor 
and she was going, we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And she was sitting at the computer. They don't write in a chart anymore. They type. <laughs> She's sitting there and she goes, there's a good chance you know more about this than I do. <laughs> and you know what a dude I told that story to said? Then you need to find a new doctor. Do what? I? Do but, I? Well, how many out there would know? Do more? I? No, they don't. Right. They're, they're, they're not, right. They but don't they exist got, unless they specialize in it like the keto doctor. No, but they got God complexes where they think they know more than everybody. Right. And that's the be all end all. Which you need a certain amount of overconfidence to become a surgeon anyways. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like, to, I'd, I'd like my, my mechanics and my surgeon's cocky. <laughs> exactly. Right. I want them to go, yep, I can I fix can that. fix this in two minutes. I, you don't want them like, oh, fuck. Yep. Old, old nervous hands Nelly over there. Well, what if happens, what happens last time? I just got my license back. <laughs> well, well, wait, what? I can't go back to prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. It was just funny though because you're hearing all these things and if we if we weren't totally like dug in like we are to this stuff, you would just take what they're saying and go, Okay, I guess more fiber it is. Hey, can I can I get a copy of that pyramid? <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, but being nutritionally woke as we are, sure, you know, we're kinda like, mm, I'll just in one in one ear out the other and I'm gonna make my own decisions and do it. Feels good. So that was kind of interesting because I've gotten it from both the, both the last two doctors I've seen. I've gotten that basically the same standardized cool. pitch. Yeah, that I knew was coming. All right, well that wraps that up. So let's get into our topic for today. Now that we're an hour in here, um, sex and evolution and body types. So let me ask you this: <laughs> What does that mean to you? What it means to me is the lizard brain, you know, the reptilian brain that's embedded way deep, which, you know, you cannot consciously control, will react in a certain way to different body types, you know, if you're assuming you're but a, why? a straight male. But why Why right. will they? Well, here, I'm getting there. Okay. Assuming you're a straight male, you're going to be triggered, you know aroused by a certain type of body because you're deep in the whatever spinal column. Yeah. It says that female will bear children and keep this, the, this line of genetics going. And that's your job. Right. And my job is your sole purpose male, to, for being alive. Yep. Evolutionary speaking. is to make more of yep. me. Right. And who wouldn't want that? You know? Sure. You can ask your <laughs> wife. I bet, I, bet her, I bet her opinion sways. <laughs> right. It's not always static. But <laughs> so, yeah, who's going to keep the species going, keep this particular line of DNA material going down the line? So, what? And so, so that's from the male, the straight male perspective. Yes. You know, so what are you seeking I, out? I think this shit's fascinating. This might be a two-hour. <laughs> right. No, we'll get so, to the point. So but. what, but then the question is, what triggers your brain that that female is a good childbearing? I know, I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't know. You just see it. And your body has, is, has its own built-in weather vane. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. 
a barometer. Weather, weather vane, like whether or not you're going to bone it. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, true. And and you your your body has a barometer, and you will see a female, and she will be proportionate. She will look a certain way, <laughs> as if she would be prime. Um. <laughs> Opportunity. Easy. I know Easy. this is. We got. I'm over here. I'm, I'm going to get my Danny K shoes on. The Soros out. Tap dancing. Um, but we're just speaking pure. I mean, this is not about any person. This no. Just this is animalistic caveman shit. Absolutely. So this is why you know when you when they test pedophiles, right? They stick a thing on their dick and they show them pictures, and if they get aroused by kids, they can't stop it. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Their dicks get hard when they show them, like you know, young. Right, I know it's horrific, but I'm saying it's wired deep, and that's you know, a genetic. You're ruining this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying it's it's buried deep in there. It's hardwired. Wires are crossed. Yeah. Um, but it you can't. Here's a better way to say it. Nobody, in, in, from an evolutionary standpoint, purely evolutionary, animalistic standpoint, men do not feel the insatiable need to procreate by looking at a female and saying, oh, I bet we have so much in common. <laughs> I bet she loves the same movies, all the same books. Right. No. No. Nope. You say, I want to breed. Yep. Your body says it. Would that produce offspring the, and, and raise offspring? Right. That's all it and is. And the difference is we're, we're not animals, mm-hmm. so we don't act on it. Right. We have morals. We have commitments to other humans. Mm-hmm. So so there's, there's a, where lines are drawn. However, the whole point of this segment <laughs> yep. is stop trying to act like those lines don't exist. Right. Because they do. Yeah, so being saying, civilized is overcoming that. Right, right. Okay, overcoming that. Urge. Right. But you can't deny its existence. Right. But they do. And you know what they do? In one sentence. Well, I prefer a dad bod. The fuck you do. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You're lying. Well, well, I prefer it because why do they prefer it? I just alluded to it. Because it won't leave him. No, because no other females will try to steal it. Because he clearly likes the same movies I do because that's oh. all he does is sit around and watch them. Right. <laughs> that's why he looks like that that's funny yeah so my whole point is stop denying that that exists yeah because it does right well here and here's i'll take it one step further okay so i'm getting getting into a little bit of the specifics of what make the male primitive brain react well oh, males sure yeah. like females so any exaggerated feminine characteristics would be more desirable. That's why the hourglass figure is, you know, more desired than not. Right. Uh, that's why women, you know, have Child, wider hips, childbearing hips, narrower waist, right? bust, yep. bust line. It's that for some reason that shape triggers our brains into that. Okay, that equals ability to bear children. And the other thing that, that, that bothers me is when people go, for some, 
No, 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 no. That's like saying healthy at any size. Right. You don't get to define what evolution or no. what evolution said you will be attracted yeah, you to. You can overcome it. You can Yeah, you can it. forcefully deny it or overcome it yeah. but by saying, I'm not attracted to that person because of my conditioned experiences right. about how people that look like that may have treated me. Right. So exactly. then now you're 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 emotionally and mentally not attracted to it, but you're still physically. Right. And there's nothing you can do about right. it. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so I got a couple of articles here about this. So one of I thought was interesting was beauty standards, how body types change through history. So this does vary just as far as what's in vogue and fashion, you know, throughout the decades. Right. So it talks about uh, ancient Egypt. They liked slender women, narrow shoulders, high waist, and symmetrical face. So if you see like in the the old mummies and the, the hieroglyphics and the art of the day. Sure. That's what you would see. It was idealized. Right. Uh, so you can see that these preferences kind of shift, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. So ancient Greece, plump, full-bodied, light skin. Now, you know why that would be? Whoa, 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 whoa. Plump? Well, by... Egyptian by standards, Egyptian maybe. standards. <laughs> right. So we're talking about five nine, you know, maybe not one, by twenty twenty one American standards. One maybe <laughs> one forty five, one fifty. Not. And you know what that says to me? Healthy, for sure. You know yep. that they're they're yep. maintaining a healthy amount of energy on their bodies. Yep. You know, it's not that they're obese. It's just that they're or 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 a waif, right. like frail, skinny. Mm-hmm. I find that to be. Very unappealing. Yep. Yeah, and they they cover that in a, a minute here. So, okay, so the Han Dynasty, 206 BC, slim waist, pale skin, large eyes, small feet. Oh, they had foot fetishes. Oh, Italian Renaissance. Oh, see, this is more my territory here. Ample bosom, rounded stomach, full hips, fair skin. I like daddy-like. <laughs> Victorian England, desirably plump. <laughs> I think that's what the dad bods want no, to be described no, as no, well right they want to be but they're not see that's the problem is you can apply these adjectives des- all to right, desirably, desirably pump, pump full you figured can, you can put those goalposts <laughs> wherever you want them roaring 20s flat chest downplayed waist short bob hairstyle boyish figure so that's more androgynous now obviously these are just cultural variations throughout the decades here um golden age of hollywood okay so we're more Marilyn monroe type Yep. Hourglass figure curves, large breasts, slim waist. Yep. Um, swing in 60s, long, slim legs, willowy, thin, and adolescent physique. Nope. Out. Supermodel era. Athletic, svelte but curvy, tall, toned arms, huh? Boom. Right That's, that's one of your teenagers right there. Yep. That was that was Cindy Crawford. Oh, yes. Can't and uh, with that. who was the Elle guest? McPherson. Girl? The guest. Elle McPherson, yes. Oh, yep. Um, Oh, that's gonna bother me. Well, here's the one that we don't like: heroin chic. No, that's the because to me that's yep. like unhealthy. It just signifies unhealthy all the way around. Yep, yep. And then postmodern beauty, Claudia okay, so Schiffer. Oh yes, that's very nice. Yeah. So the 2000s, the, uh, so flat stomach, healthy skinny, healthy in quotes, large breasts plus butt, thigh gap. So that's tough to hit all those. And it says Kim Kardashian. Yeah, can I change my vote? That's my vote. <laughs> right. That's tough, though, man. That's that's a unicorn right there. Healthy, that's, skinny. Healthy, skinny, flat stomach, large breasts, and butt. I mean, try having all those. Good luck. 
I mean, that, that's a unicorn right there. Um, so, so that's kind of how some cultural norms have See, shifted but, but throughout the, time. The, the cringy, the cringiness of this subject yep. for a lot of females is going to be, you're just making them subjects. Yeah. Or objects. Sorry. Right. But here's the problem. We agree. We are. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Yeah, That's the point with the it's a thought with the disclaimer. Yes, exactly. The yeah. the point of the disclaimers and the the prefacing it with there are so many other factors that people consider when choosing a mate. Yep, and we're, we're civilized. Ju- we overcome those reptilian urges. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yes, we're not animals. We overcome them, and we're civil. However, we're just talking about the animalistic physical law of attraction. And how it's undeniable that it's there. Right. But we're trying to deny it and redefine it. Right. With with things like... It doesn't exist. Right. Yep. Exactly. All right. So let's look at the... Okay. So this is for what what, uh, women like about men. Okay. Sure. So it says, imagine... uh, You've been introduced to a man whose body is muscular and athletic. You look at this man and you're immediately impressed by his physique. His body looks primed as though ready to explode. (laughs) When the man speaks, he has your immediate respect, not because he's dangerous, but because his presence sends a clear message. I'm worthy of respect. Simply by looking at this man, you get a clear sense of his personality and character. You know for a fact that he's hardworking, focused, and persistent. After all, you don't build a strong body by being lazy, lying around the couch, eating pizza all day. That's the exact point you just made. Right. Was innately, when you see a guy that's in shape, you know, okay, that guy's willing to put the time in. Yeah. Because he didn't get that way. Right. Unless he put the time in. So he can make a commitment. He can... He's follows through. Yeah. Right. Right. He's right. Want to put the work in to provide. Yeah. Not lazy. And an unattractive body signals poor genes. Right. You know? Right. So maybe, maybe genes you don't want to, if you're a female genes, you don't want to take in and mix with your genes because they might produce offspring that might not survive. And again, that's Pre- the Holy grail yep. is will our offspring survive to make more of us? I mean, that's just how it's just how we're hard coded. Yep. So, it goes through a lot of that. So it says women are attracted to muscular physiques. Why? Thank you. <laughs> and 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 this, and this is the part that I find fascinating. Like um, conversation between me and Mel. Mm-hmm. There's no secret. It's like so when we first met, what was it that? And she always says right away, your shoulders. Right. And guess why she said that? Because you were because having- she can't help it. Right, it's well, written right. It's right here. And when you guys met, did you have a gut then, or did you get that after? Um, the big gut after. I mean, I wasn't like ripped, but you couldn't see it through a shirt, right? But yeah, shoulders are undeniable. Uh, funny story. Once I was working with a bunch of girls, okay, and this dude came in to present, like mm-hmm. to give us a presentation. And I know there's like 30 girls in our office. They were freaking giddy and giggling, and just like. <laughs> I mean, it was undeniable. It was so crazy. And this right. guy was like, you know, basketball player height. He was probably like six four. Oh, sure, sure. Broad shoulder. I mean, he was so right. physically impressive. Right. Just on his basic structure. I mean, he wasn't like, you know, he didn't look like a model or anything sure. on his face necessarily. Yep. It was just that his physical stature was so impressive. They were literally like giggling and giddy just at the mere sight of him. And and I guarantee, like right here, it got a little red <laughs> right. and flushed. Because you know why that happens? 
that's the whole pr- process engaging. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what, and so what does that represent? It's what represents it's, that in public sexual attract blush. That's why they put blush on exactly, or whatever they call that's it. That's why stuff. they put makeup on. Yeah, to mimic the the heightened arousal state. Right. So they want to present that because then the guy will pick up on the signals and go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, she's ready to mate. Pheromones. <laughs> right. But it was so funny. I, I, I mean, this is 10 years ago. Sure. And I remember this because it was so obvious. Mm-hmm. They made no effort to even hide it. They couldn't. Did they start playing with their hair? Probably. That's, I, that's one sign. They, they didn't have to even, they weren't even... I didn't have to pick up on subtle signs because they were so outwardly like, oh my God, did you see that? They were like just talking about him. Yep. I was like, wow, this is eye-opening. I remember reading an article about that where it says the signs, like they'll, females will like play with their hair. Right. Or put a a finger in their mouth. Like just like, like they're chewing their nail. (laughs) They'll take their, their cucumber, you just bought them and start deep throating it. That's one. That's one more, more of the more subtle signs. I I think you should... (laughs) Probably brush up on the definition of subtle. <laughs> well, it's just so funny though, because I, I, and I, I just I left that work that day going, wow, that guy just has his freaking pick. It's no because any room he can walk in. You know what? That's a most perfect, of the girls are going to go, oh my god. That's the perfect example of the the scene in the office when Charles Miner comes in. He's the new regional manager, and it's Iris. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. The big tall black guy. Yep, yep. What the Iris, Iris Adiba or whatever. Yeah, or something. Yeah, he's just a good looking dude. Yeah, and he's built. super tall, built. Yeah. And he walks in and all the girls in the office are giggly, yes. like you're saying. Yes. And then like towards the end of the Yep. Towards the end of the episode, the camera's on him and he goes, he looks dead at the camera during because they're like interviewing him how the office setup is. Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I'm well aware of the influence I have on women. <laughs> right. Well, how would you not know? Right. I mean, it's it just gives you so much cl- social clout. Right. You know, that, you, and of course he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that dude that came in and gave the presentation, right. he has that effect on women everywhere he goes. He's not unaware. No. I mean. Because at some point, there's, <laughs> not to get current events political, but there, <laughs> at some point during that dude's course of life, mm-hmm. there's a Christy Gnome that came forward and said, hey. <laughs> What's up? Right. <laughs> Not just the giggles, exactly, or the, the you know the the giggling and snickering and looking, but was very forward about it, right? And so yes, he's well aware, yeah. and he knows that the over time he's been conditioned to know that when the females act like that, one of them has come forward and said, "Let's go." Mm-hmm. So then he knows that that snickering and giggling is oh yeah the anyways. Yeah, it's very, very interesting stuff. So I, I just typed into Google image search here, what male body type is attractive to women? <clears throat> so it's kind of interesting to see, you know, there's pictures of Channing Tatum, like Magic Mike. I mean, to me, this is like, if I was going to define it, I'd say that. Sure. It's muscular, broad, sh- I mean, and there's there's some math to this, like the ratio oh, of the, the yes, shoulder width the, to the waist. The the symmetrical, yeah. Well, not even symmetrical, but the the percentage of waist width versus shoulder width. And you want the waist to be smaller than the shoulders. Why do you think in bodybuilding, that's how they grade them. Exactly. That's how they score them. Yeah, they literally, you get a better score. Right. So that's why the body fat percentage has to be so low because you can't have any gut meat. Right. It's got to be as svelte as you can be in the gut and still as wide or, as you can possibly be. 
You can be shoulders. like me and play the optical <laughs> illusion and just keep getting bigger up top. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it. You have a little leeway with the waist. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, and then, uh, there's stuff talking about, okay, so like, let's just click on this one. So the ideal male body, which bodies did women rate as most attractive? Okay, so it's got, well, here I'm on. Uh, Brad Pitt. And then this. before you add it back there, that reminds me of the story of the little kid from High School Musical. What's his name? Zach Efron. Oh, yes. And he was in um, Baywatch. Yeah, when he was just completely shredded. Yeah, right there. Right here, this yep. one, yep. And that, like that very scene. Yes. And, <laughs> and he got Seth Rogen. And Matt, how fucking dumpy did he feel compared to the, Oh, God. He's well, like, thank and, God I'm funny. And <laughs> I think that sometimes, too. It's like, this is why I had to make millions. Right. Just so I'd have a chance at any women. Smoke a lot of weed and be funny. Yep. But the one on the side, Mel's not like, she's not like one that goes gaga or crazy over actors. At least to your face. No, no. If she was, she'd rub it in. <laughs> when, when we were watching that movie... She didn't even know I existed when that scene came on because <laughs> she little, just tapped out. She was full on Zach. Huh? Little Zach got all buff. Oh, he got so shredded for that. Yeah, I, I, I saw an interview with him talking about that role, and he said it was he was just miserable oh, because yeah. he was such low percentage body fat. It yep. was just so hard to maintain. S- same exact interview that Bradley Cooper gave for oh, A Team. Yeah, right. But yeah, so so she just instinctively evolutionarily reacted to this absolutely yeah and i just laughed and i can't get mad because no, i do the same not. thing you know what it is yeah it's just it can't be it can't be stopped right so, but i'm not brad or brad zach. zach's not knocking on the door so exactly. i mean i'm not super worried <laughs> and if he even if he did you could just be like well nothing i can do <laughs> you just you just tip your hat <laughs> right. just Touche. <laughs> exactly. So here's kind of a sliding scale. And then it says, okay, oh, and I recognize that shot. That's Brad Pitt and Fight, Fight Club. Club yeah. Yep. 72.5%. That's funny because when I was reading some information with the trainer, he said like something like 90% of the dudes that come to him say, Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Brad Pitt and Fight Club. That's their goal. I don't understand. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I go kicking and screaming with that because I'm. The, the meathead bodybuilder in me says, that's too skinny. He's pretty lean. Yeah, he's not that, he doesn't have that much muscle. No. It's just lean. Yep. But, and he's super proportional and he's got a perfect he's, face yes, too. So, I mean, it's all, it's the package. Yeah, but, but people don't even, might not even know that that's him. They're just going by the picture. Well, uh, true, but I, but when they see Brad Pitt in Fight Club with his face, that influences their choice. Oh, it's if, to- if it was a bald, ugly dude. package. Right. They'd be like, oh, I don't want that one. Although that's a whole other show is the bald, ugly dude with the jack body, with the jack body. He's still, <laughs> it helps us- him. He's still usually with somebody. He's doing better than he would be. He wouldn't be with if he was fat. Exactly. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, I, don't, yeah, sorry no. I don't mean to ruffle feathers, but no, no. it's true. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to, to see. So, yeah. So, um, bottom line is, yeah, this stuff is hardwired. It's hard coded as civilized humans. We overcome it. In order to have relationships and build families, but okay, here's the overarching theme that I wanted to get to. Yep. Why? Why are we talking about this on a fitness show? Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and men, here it is. <laughs> when we lie and say that it doesn't matter, 
we permit it. And it that's how it gets to where it's at. Right. Because there's no expectations, there's no criteria, there's no um, standards that we're held to. And when we're not held to standards, then we the bar just fucking keeps getting lower and lower and lower until everyone looks like Seth Rogen. Mm. Yeah. And then when they all look like Seth, Seth Rogen, what do the women do? Uh, just pick the well, richest, guess, pick I, the richest Seth Rogen there I, is. I, I guess. I guess I like the dad bod. <laughs> right. What are my options? <laughs> exactly. The douchebag that's ripped. Yep. Because if he's ripped, he's just slaying, like, slaying vag everywhere, and likely single. <laughs> yeah. And single for a reason. Yeah. Because he womanizer, he hates women. It's rechanneling his inner homosexuality or whatever psychological reason that he's still single is he's damaged goods and pick the best dad bod. Who's going to make the best dad? You know, it's interesting is like the, the, the dudes that have it so easy, like that guy that walked in, everybody was just snickering and giggling. Yep. It almost makes it too easy because you're speaking evolutionarily and as a predator and as a hunter, Oh, if he right. doesn't have to chase the prey at all, it's almost like, eh, meh. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? And yep. you just don't, if you don't have to work for it, it, it removes that like hunt, hunter instinct. I was telling that same story to, to somebody at work the other day we were talking about. I went to Harry Styles concert with Emmy and, you know, Harry's a, he's an attractive young man. Skinny, but. He's skinny, but he's. he's not a physically he's, stature impressive no, in but any he's, way, but he's but a good he's, looking dude. Yeah, but he's, he's aesthetically pleasing. Oh, yeah. And could you imagine just all that gets thrown at him? Oh, yeah. To where he probably goes to all these shows in all these big cities, and it's ever since One Direction, it's been thrown at him. Oh, yeah, he since, probably, since puberty. Right. So you know what he probably, I, I was thinking about it. You know what he probably does after like a show at, at the X in St. Paul? What? Probably just goes to Denny's. <laughs> right. Yeah, because <laughs> getting laid is not even a... Right. Who just, cares? Yeah, it's probably yeah. just a pain. Right. Yeah, it's a hassle. Yeah. You're going to stupid small talk. I have to talk to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where I could just go with my boys and we can go get, you know, whereas some pancakes. Like, and whereas when we were in high school and we hadn't seen any girls naked yet, we're like, you know... Let's go where the girls are. Got like, when we got like five chalkboards full of formulas on what we need to say. Right. <laughs> what kind of, you know... What kind of like uh, weird, you know, spells we have to cast right. in order to get them to, get them right. to even talk to us? <laughs> right. So for me, it was learning guitar. By the way, uh, yeah. <laughs> to your point, like just that dude that didn't even have to try. That was, you know, that's probably meh, like you said. Yeah. But he's still got his evolutionary barometer. Yep. That's gonna point north. Whether he likes it or not. But I think, I agree that, but I think the pursuit and the, and this is why in sales, you know this as a sales director or whatever you're Sure, like, sure, sure. You can't, there's nothing more attractive than somebody walking away. Oh, I was just going to say I bet that. you tell your sales guys, pull the, if they don't, if they don't want to jump, start pulling the offer. Yep. For you know, sure. Yeah. And I was just going to say that. Don't, so, the harder you push, the less likely they are to. So what those little giggling girls didn't understand is if they would have separated themselves from the pack, one yeah. of them, and sat over there and just went and not even made exactly. eye contact. Yes. He would have went, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up with that? That one's not interested. Right. What's going on? Yep. Now I have a challenge. Yes. Right. There, you just nailed it. And he doesn't even know it because he's right. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I losing it? <laughs> yep. 
Exactly. So what does she know that I don't? Yep. And then now he's interested, and then it's like deer hunting, and the doe's kind of trotting away with their tail halfway up. And mm-hmm. That's so funny because, you know, you see all these movies where the dude has the boombox outside the girl's bedroom, and I guarantee in real life that the chick would be like, God, what a loser. That right. is so desperate. Right, 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 Stop right, it. Right. God, you're gross. And right. Yeah. Or the, the best or the, chance you have is to act like you don't give a shit. Or the guy, or I was just going to say, or the guy that doesn't give a shit is already in her bedroom. <laughs> right. Can you turn that down? But that's it. That's what, what a fantasy that is in all those 80s movies. Oh, right. Where they're right. chasing her at the airport. You know, and in reality, they would be like, God, get out of here, you freaking yeah, stalker. Yeah. You bought a one way first class ticket to Europe just to chase me down at the airport? You're a Stan. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you got to give, there's a tip to the ladies out there. You got to give the guy, you know, something to chase desperation is not attractive right that's like a tip for everybody i saw i saw a meme the other day and it was a a gallon and said me acting awkward or acting super friendly and conversational and him thinking i'm interested and i'm not (laughs) and then also me being awkward and clumsy and being interested right yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just you, you, the the whole reading and picking up on cues. And all well, I could say is, thank God I was a sales guy or am a sales guy or I'd still be single. <laughs> right. Well, I saw another thing that made an interesting point was that uh, the same sentence uttered by two different guys will either result in like flirtation or sexual harassment, depending if the guy's good looking or not. Of course. Like if Kevin from the office says, hey, nice dress, you go, God, get away from me, you freak. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Brad Pitt says it, you're like, ooh, daddy, right. mommy likey. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's. You should see it on the floor. <laughs> right. So the, you know, the, you got to consider the source and your attractiveness and your symmetry and your impressive stature and all that stuff buys you a lot of leeway right? or controls how much leeway people are willing to give you. So also, t- so to add back into what I said, the overarching theme. Yeah, tie it back to the fitness t- thing before I'm gonna we wrap tie, it up here. I'm going to tie it back to the fitness thing. Guys, be better. Give a shit. Mm-hmm. Just give a shit. Do better for your misses. Be better. Look better. Or to get one. Or to get one. Yeah, if you don't have Just, one. they deserve it. Just, they deserve it. Just be better and um, raise the bar. Don't succumb to the status quo and find and find confirmation bias on the internet where women prefer the dad bod because it's just not fucking true. With by the, which, by the way, Zach Efron has a little bit of a dad bod in some series he was doing, some documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny to see the... He kind of doesn't, though. Well, compared to Compared to Baywatch. Yeah, compared to Baywatch, but for him, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> for everyone else, he's still... Right. An exceptional unicorn. Yeah. But it's funny seeing the comments on that because some ladies are like, oh, it's so cute and stuff. It's like, yeah, but then you weren't reacting like you did when you saw him in Baywatch. Right. And and, and also to furthermore, the, the guys do better, be better. Just work out, lean up, and everything just gets better. Yeah. Everything just gets easier. Mm-hmm. Everything, you'll feel better. You'll have more confidence. You'll have more confidence at work. Have more confidence with your family, especially your wife. Um, she'll see you in a different light. Uh, yeah, right, because everything the, will get renewed. Yeah, that, that internal confidence is a big, big piece right. of this. Because the pat, of, passion might be gone. It'll come back, dude. Yeah, trust me, it'll walk, come back. If you're walking, if you're kind of a fat dad by a dude and you're walking by a mirror every time, you're just like, fuck. 
that wears on your ass. Right. You know, and it's not positive for anyone. Yeah. And you know that that's what they feel like because everyone who has a, who's overweight knows it, obviously, you know, yeah. more than, more than anybody in the world. It's not, you know, that's surprising anybody going, dude, you're fat. Yeah. No so shit. I'm going to tell a story in closing. And this is a honest to goodness. I mean, I wasn't in the room, so I don't know for sure. The 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 peoples and parties shall remain nameless. <laughs> to protect name the names. Yep, to protect the innocent to and protect the, the dad bots. Yep. So I have I know a guy who turned his fitness around and got rid of the dad bod. And I said, dude. What was your motivation? What's your reason? Because I'm fascinated by that, or I wouldn't do this for a living. Yep. And he said, whether his wife had a few drinks or whatever the reason, I don't know. But evidently, she said, he said, what, what's, what's wrong or whatever? And she said, your belly hanging on me is fucking disgusting. <laughs> so, ladies. Wow. Ladies. I'm not just out of it, huh? Yep. And ladies, I'm not saying to say that, but a lot of guys are just walking in front of a bus. They heard that. Would they? Or would wife. they turn it around like he did? Well, some. You he, hope, he you hope said, that's, that. You hope that's the reaction. He goes, "Fuck that. She deserves better." And he, his wife was important enough to him. Well, that's a pretty knowledgeable guy, though. A lot of guys sure. would not be that powerful. And some guys are just get further <sighs> deep, and you know. Get yeah, defensive, leave. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But I, it's it's the impressive that he had that reaction. Again, I'm not telling the ladies listening to do that or to <laughs> say that. But if that is what's going on in your head, and you're just not verbalizing it, stop making excuses. Well, it's going to leak out in stop other ways. It. Exactly. It's bingo. Gonna, bingo. Yeah. It's you're enabling it. Yeah. So and it's kind of manifest itself in a worse relationship. Right. For sure. Yep. Because if you literally think that about your partner, you know, in your gut. But what did she do wrong? She just told the truth. Well, right. But no, there's no buts. Yeah. She just told the truth. No, I think, I think it it all worked out, but I mean, that's not a lot of people have that kind of confidence or Frank alcohol. Well, right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I don't know. I'd like to hear her side of it now. Right. Right. It, you know, if she regretted at the time saying that or like the next day or she even remembered, you know. Or do they just have such a great relationship yeah, or, that they're just so open and honest with each other that. Yeah, um, exactly. I've been meaning to say something <laughs> for about 20 pounds, but. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, damn, that's funny But I, I just think that that's where, like, remember. So I, did she appreciate it? Evidently, they're still together and they're doing awesome. Yeah, that's good. So that's an awesome story. Uh, it is, but I, I'm going to try and tie this together, and I don't think it's—I don't know if it's going to work. But I'm going to go down the road anyways. <sighs> Remember last week when I said, or a couple weeks, whatever. But I said it's so hard when you get in your mode and you just get in—you get tunnel vision. You're like perfect diet, perfect exercise. You're just, you're just jacked. Everything's clicking. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I got to get better. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, looking at your tricep and you're like, not good enough. I got to get back. I got to get into it. And then your wife goes, we should go downtown for dinner. <laughs> and you go downtown for dinner and you walk around. And you're like, I'm a fucking Adonis. <laughs> look at these slobs. I'm done. 
<laughs> right. I'm done. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because you're so if you're so far. But the bar is so the pack, low. The bar is so damn low. Oh yeah. And like I said, I don't know if I was gonna make a decent connection there or not. But <laughs> it's just don't fall for that. Right. Don't fall for your wife not saying anything. And just seeing other regular dudes and going, ah, I'm I good, must be I'm, good enough. I'm good enough. Right. Because even if you're a little bit better than them, you're still probably overweight. Right. You know, and you still yep. go a long ways to becoming a more evolutionarily desirable specimen. And and for the 50,000th time in this episode, the disclaimer <laughs> is, yes, we fucking know that there's way more to life than just looks and physical attraction. That's not what this is about. Yep. We're talking about that, though. Yep. So stay on topic. Don't act like it's not a thing. Right. All right, let's wrap it up there. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good one. All right, guys. Well, send us email to info at fitandfurious.com. You got questions, topic ideas, etc. Make sure you watch on YouTube to see valuable visuals and weekly extra content. Check us out anywhere. Audio podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. And visit FuriousMerch.com for t-shirts. And we will see you next week. I'm going to go watch Baywatch. (laughs) Mal probably is right now.